Happy anniversary, Brightsiders. Yes, I've been doing this podcast, Mrs. Brightside, for a year now. And I was actually going to save this episode for next week and talk about having kids um, with my friend Natasha Estrada this week. But I decided to save that one and put this one out because of the news about Christoph St. John that I found out early this morning. Um, and in this episode, James Lott Jr. does come back. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. And um, because it was taped last week, we don't get into that. But we do talk a lot about soaps, our love of soaps. We even have a, you know, a few phone calls about soaps. So I just thought that it was, it was a good time to uh, air this episode. And it really is the anniversary. So, um, you know, if you have issues like the great Christoph St. John, as well as his son, um, who I hope they're, you know, reunited wherever they are, you guys do know that Mrs. Brightside is open to, um, talking to you guys, um, fellow Brightsiders. So I know I said that I was going to make phone calls, uh, part of the show and, and we do a little bit on this. And so I figured out how to use Skype and I just kind of want to include you guys more. And, you know, after the news about, uh, Christoph St. John, I'm like, you know what, quit being such a pussy, Mrs. Brightside, just, um, just do it, just set aside a time, and so every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I'm going to open up the phone lines, and it is 310-598-2474, that is 310-598-2474, and I have those lines open, and you guys, you know, if you don't want it to be recorded, feel free. You know, I'm just here. I mean, I'm somewhat of a therapist. I mean, this is therapy, right? And um, I just don't want to see more news like what I saw with Christoph St. John. Um, and it's one of those things that what can I do? And what I can do is be there. And two, um, I've set it up where if we miss your call for whatever reason, you're welcome to leave a voicemail. We'll try to reach you. Um, just always leave us a callback contact. It could be phone, email, whatever. Well, we will get you uh, the help you need. And I feel like, you know, not to knock the people that put out the suicide hotline number, but I I've had a lot of friends who were like, that really wasn't helpful. And I'm like, you know, it's more helpful to talk to someone who's really been there. I mean, Ted Bundy worked at the suicide hotline, guys. You know, I'm just Mrs. Brightside. And I know what it's like because, frankly, I've been in that mode for a while, too. And if I hadn't seen a deer outside my window and like a freaking majestic sight today, I don't know where I'd be, you know, and I'm Mrs. Brightside. So I know, I know it sucks. Uh, but yeah, know that we're here. And two, you guys do know, since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can find me anywhere on the internet at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N since there is only one. And, um, those just contact me there Do you know, and I know, you know, saying reach out sometimes, but, um, I'm constantly looking and, you know, trying to see about people who want to come on here when I talk about things. So, so I see you if I can see you, but you know, just, just, just tag me, just let me know. And, um, yeah, so I've given a few options again, 3.30 Mondays, Pacific Standard Time. That's my little in-between time that I usually take shows. I'm going to give to you guys at 310-598-2474. Just, you know, and I'll tweet out something and, you know, keep you guys posted. But, yeah, 
So um, sorry to bring the anniversary show in on a down note, but that was the news today, guys. Uh, but yeah, why don't you enjoy the bright side of my one-year anniversary? Such a sweet, sweet thing till they got a hold of me. Open doors for little old ladies. I help the blind to see. I got no friends cause they read my Twitter. And they can't be seen with me. And I'm getting real shot down and I'm feeling mean. No more Mrs. Brightside. No more Mrs. Glee. No more Mrs. Brightside. They say I'm sick. I'm a see. Alright guys, you're listening to Mrs. Brightside, where the glass is always half full, and it's been a year of doing this podcast, so this is the anniversary special episode. We'll have some phone calls and stuff coming in, Uh, but I have a very special guest who was my guest for the first two episodes, Mr. James Law Jr. Hello everybody, thank you Mm -hmm. very much. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Yes. I know. And, um, you know, this is our anniversary is coming up for yeah, me. Yeah, it is. That, too. It's like... I was thinking about that the other day. I'm thinking... When I, was, I took my brother, JR. Shout out to JR. He knows both of us, of course. He knows me, of course. Mm-hmm. He knows Lucretia, too. Um, he was... We were saying, he goes... I've, I've done, we've done so many projects together. Yeah. I mean, not just your hospital project. We've done other projects together. And then you've done my radio show several times. I've done your podcast. Like I said, yeah. we've done, we kind of always do stuff together. So it's kind of, it's been like four years, you guys, almost four Oof. years. That's crazy talk to me. I've known you four years. Crazy. I know. And I, I've been in LA uh, just after five. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things. Because yeah, when did I go to Kitchen 24 after the day I had food poisoning? I'm which trying is, to think of when it which was. Which I didn't even know. It was in February. Yeah, that, that's February. what I thought. I was like, I think it was. But, like, it was, but we didn't, I didn't know you were sick. At the end, you were like, I'm like I, was, I had a few more questions. You're like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, you got it anyway. You got it. Because <laughs> like, oh. you, you, came, you came with, to me, that was dedication. And that, now that I know you, it makes yeah. sense that, that you would commit your commitment no matter what. That's how you are. You make your commitments. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. But at the time, I was like, I didn't know you were sick. Go home. I had no idea. I was yeah. like, you got the job, basically. Like, you're done. You're in. Yeah, I was basically like, I'm sorry. I had food poisoning the day before. I was going to treat the food and everything. <laughs> she wasn't hungry. And I'm like, it's a great place to eat. And I was going to treat her on the food. And she's like, no, I'm not hungry. I'm like, oh, okay. So I told her, go home. So like, go home. You're done. You got it. We were there for like a half an hour. You did a half hour. Yeah. Uh, so, I made it without puking, um, sure did. which was amazing. Because yes. uh, I have trouble not puking these days sometimes, yes. Yes. and not from drinking. I'm doing a dry January. She's not, she's not recording drinking. this, and you haven't been drinking either. No, I'm getting. I, 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 my new crusade is about Bell's palsy. I have. I've had it for seven months. Uh, my face is no longer paralyzed, but I have complications from it still mm. that I'm recovering from. And so, part of the medications I'm taking, the food I'm eating to get better, 
um, I have not had a drink. I had a taste of alcohol today for the first time, and it was a little bit of champagne. It was so good, you guys. Mm. I was like, I like drinking. I think I miss it. Um, I know. I miss beer more than anything, because my house is full of booze, but I never feel tempted unless see? it's beer. And for me, it's wine and yeah. whiskey. Those are two things I have. My, I have them at my house. I'm like, I almost think if I go home, just have a little glass of whiskey before I go to bed. Like it's like I have a totally... nice uh, single barrel of Jack Daniels in there. Oh. Which, oh. Now I think I should make myself a hot toddy, maybe. Ooh, yeah. I, I like drink tea at night, so I have some sleepy time tea. Put a little whiskey in it. I like to make a hot toddy with American honey, the wild okay. turkey, because it's made with real honey. And I used to be an American okay. honey girl, and so okay. I know it's because I like Jack Daniels better than wild turkey any day. But okay. the honey, you know, go with the American honey, and it's good. Interesting. But you just heat up a little bit of that. Yeah, I'm um, saying heat up a little bit, and I'm yeah. thinking about it. now. Now, when I want to start drinking now, see, okay. that's what's the sign of alcoholic. Go. I have go. one taste of alcohol. I'm like, oh, I want more. I want more. I want more. That's just crazy talk, James. But I'm thinking about it. I'm like, maybe I'll have some of my tea tonight when I go to sleep. I know. It's like I had to sip a beer to, to someone because they're like, you're the beer expert, but you're not drinking. I was like, hold on. I can take a sip and I won't go off the wagon. There you go. Uh, and I can tell you if they gave you the right one. And sure enough, I was like, yeah, it just must be a new tank. And they were like, see, I knew you would know because yeah, I was like, this has the taste of the whiskey barrel that is this yes. Allagash. I've been drinking since I was a teenager, which is like, don't, don't do that at home, of course. And it was, it, was the, it was the 80s or a different time period. I've been drinking since before I was a teenager, so don't feel too bad. There you go. Okay, I'm sure. I'm sure for my fans, you know, I didn't do. Yeah. I, mean, I was I was a bad person back then, but I was young. I, I was living in Hollywood. I was working in Hollywood. I mean, he did, yeah. he did things in the eighties. I did stuff. Yeah, see, my mom doesn't remember the eighties. There you go. You know, she, she had a good time. She had yeah. a good time. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Some, there's a few things I don't remember either, but for the most part, I remember some of the stuff. Yeah, anyway. as she said, she was like, "I don't remember the eighties until you were born," and because that's because I couldn't drink. And I was like, "Well, thank you for not drinking when you were pregnant with me." See, my mother. I think they all had drinks. This was sixties. They all had a drink or two when when she was pregnant. My mother was a hippie too, so. It did, did, did all kind of stuff when I was a baby, so that explains everything. Well, yeah, uh, she didn't quit drinking until she found out she was pregnant, <laughs> but um, and that was the thing. It's like so that's probably you know explains my alcoholism. Yeah, of course. Sorry, mom. Yeah, sorry, moms. We're all outing our mothers. Like, yeah, my mother was a drunk and, a, and did weed. I was like, no, no, but she was a hippie back then, so I so I wouldn't be surprised at what I was she was surrounded with at the time. I had uncles who were hippies and things like that. So yes. It was the 60s. That's what they did. I was born in the 60s. That's what they did. Yeah. You know, that's just what you do. Yeah, the back then. And in the 80s. And drugs. And, and in then the, the 80s, 80s came back around saying. The exact same thing. It was like it was the 80s. I mean, there were things I did that I... Thank God there was a social media. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about, you know, these generations now that social media has been around for so long. It's like... Because... I mean, my mom used to tell us when we were doing drugs at the house and when we were teenagers, like, don't film it. But we were just filming our video camera, and it's like, we have these tapes, and no one can do anything. You know, it's not like we put them out there online. Right, we're not right, stupid. Right. But yet, the generations after us were they stupid do. enough to put this shit online. They do. They do, like, all the time. Because they need the attention more than they, uh, you know, don't want to get a job later. Well, it's also that youth thing. You think when you're yeah. really super young, you don't think about the future at all. I didn't think of the future when I was young like that. Not at all. That was me. And that was why I never really went too crazy. It's like, I was all about experimenting with drugs. But um, I would more think of like, ooh, let's do this. I've not done this. But I would still think about the consequences. I was always, I was never a drug person. I mean, I've done some. I have no problem admitting that. It was the 80s. It was the 80s and 90s. But I was more of a drinker. I like to go out and I like to drink. I like to eat. That was always my thing. Food is the best. Yeah, food, food's, the big, food's the biggest drug, first of all. Yeah. Um, so I was all about that. And so I would eat. And so I, my weight always went up and down. 
all my all my twenties and thirties, and even really my forties too. Um, but I mean, I always went up and down because I was a food person and a drinker, and drinking puts a lot of calories on you too. Um, but I know I've lost so much weight. She's lost weight. I'm not drinking. I've lost weight. I'm not drinking. I mean, but I know that I know that. But back in the day, I mean, Coke was big at one point. I had done some. I oh mean, yeah, my dad was a straight up cokehead growing go. up. I mean, Johnny Manziel's family, you know, Johnny football guys. Yeah. Thank God he's not in the zeitgeist anymore. Yes. But yeah, they used to pay my dad and Coke to DJ their parties. So like, go. we clearly had a history of problems with that in the family. But yes. me and my brother did it for a while, and it was fun. But you know, the come down's a real bitch when you don't have weed. There you go. And that's what I've told people. It's like you learn stuff, like. If you're going to do any other drug, you got to have weed. Um, so you just, you know, you got to budget for it. And um, all of the side effects to other drugs, yeah. just not really worth it. That's funny. It's fine to try it. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. a drug person for you. Because I, that's all, I don't advocate for that. I mean, do what you want to do. You live your life. Yeah, but as for I say, me, experiment. If you want to. But, but yeah. for me, I was always very much, I would try something here and there maybe along the way, but I was now, I, I always wanted to experience a good time with my mind fresh. I always wanted to experience all the concerts and all the, and go dancing. I didn't want to be so altered I wouldn't remember it. So, or Yeah, or get, uh, you know, raped by a 40-year-old woman at the double wide like there my you brother go. after Motley Crue. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for me, that was never, I didn't want to do that. So, I always wanted to be kind of cognizant of what was going on around me. And I was, but I, would, but I always had fun. I could, have, I could always, see, I could always have fun as a non-drinker, too, I always had fun either way. I didn't have to, didn't have to drink to have fun. But yeah. I, I drank when I, had, I wanted to because I felt like it at the time. But I could also have fun without drinking, too. So it's like, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Which is good. Because, uh, like, you start to, I started to realize it's like, if I'm always drinking and always high, then maybe this isn't, like, you know, you got to get to a point. Because it's like, you can have fun without being drunk. And, too, I'm one of those people that, like I used to say, you go to a concert, you want to enjoy it. I'll usually get a beer at a concert. Oh, right, Because right. it's like, why would you pay all that money to go to something if you're just going to be wasted? Right, right, exactly, exactly. And also, actually, if you go to concerts, things are very expensive. So. Oh, yeah, that's the thing, too, is, like, beers are, like, 20 bucks. Yes, yeah, like, dumb, I'm only dumb. getting one. I mean... That's the <laughs> dumbest thing on earth. The food is so expensive. It's like, I don't get why... I mean, I get why they do it, because they can, and they get away with it, but it's just so ridiculous how expensive... Everything is on the sidelines. Because also, the t-shirts are expensive. Everything, I mean, there are times I've gone to concerts where I get the t-shirts later, somewhere else cheaper. Yeah, that's the same. I always get them from the bootleggers outside. It's like, I have no shame in that. Like, right. you know, it's like, hey, and also, these people are trying to make a living. I'll give them cash. Me and my, right. my brother got two Van Halen shirts because me and my mom bought them from the scalpers. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, we could afford you two since you couldn't go. Right. I, I, went, when I went to see Katy Perry. I got her t-shirt later online, cheaper. It was just too expensive. I was like, I'm going to get it there at the concert. <laughs> I love it. Actually, really? I love Katy Perry. Oh, I, no, I'm I, laughing. You went through Katy's I hate it. I, I want to hate her. It was a free ticket, so I got for, went for free uh, with a friend. At least you didn't pay for it. I didn't yeah. pay for it. And I always want to hate her, but her songs are super catchy. They're well, like yeah, super... her songs are cute to me. Like, as a rule, like that roar and like, you know, I, I find her songs catchy, but she's just so awful to me. Like, because my thing with her is like... You make Taylor Swift out to be the bully, but I think you're kind of the psycho. Like, Taylor Swift, I don't think is that ni- as nice as she pretends to be, and she's just way more talented and better at hiding it. And it's just like, oh. Yeah, I know. You're, you talk, know? you're talking to a person who's a Spice Girl fan, so I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to see them when they come back in concert. So, oh, I, mean, I know. I, I We're mean, all going because yes. it's like, um, I guess, do I have to be Ginger Spice because my hair is red? 
I hope he ginger spice. No, actually, I, I, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be scary. But I, but I do. I was just, I was, I was scary spice twenty years ago for Halloween. So see, I, I always tried to be posh, even oh, though I was blonde. Yes. Oh, yes. But I was like, I liked her. But now that I'm older, I'm like, no, I think I like ginger. Even though she did porn, I'm like, I feel like I was more fun. <laughs> Then I gave my and Posh was a little too into herself. Well, she's a now. I mean, she's not going to be on tour with them because she's, she's so she's so busy with her her fashion line or whatever. Yeah. But I know. But I but I'm a person. I like pop music. I, I was like I'm a Kylie Minogue fan. I saw her in concert. I saw Bananarama last year in concert. I listen. I love I love all this stuff. So I like the cheesy the cheesy girl groups. I I, I want to see Berlin in concert. With Terry Nunn. I love I love all this. I love all this stuff. So. See, I'm more like the old man music. Like, uh, I was sad I didn't get to go to OzFest when they did it here on New Year's. Oh, Um, Because even though I've seen Ozzy, Marilyn Manson, and Rob Zombie, like, many times, like, and even, like, together at OzFest in Dallas, like, one year it was Rob, who was just before Ozzy, and then one year it was Manson. And I've seen them open for Alice, but it's still, it's like, they put on a good show. I want to watch it. I just like Rob Zombie a lot. Yeah. A lot. As I say, his concerts are entertaining. It's like, I get that I know even my hero, Adam Carolla, makes one of the ghoul rock or whatever, yeah. but I'm like, I'm into it. And going to concerts, worth it, because they do stuff. So right. many people are boring in concert. Right. And you're like, one of the best concerts I ever went to was Jane's Addiction, and I was yeah. shocked how much Perry Farrell, they put on a show. Yeah, see, he was the special guest the second night. Me and my brother went really? to Foo Fighters, the Broken Leg Tour, at the okay. Forum both nights. Yeah. First night, it was Stevie Nicks and Jack Black uh, and Haim because his daughters uh, were there, Dave Girls, yeah. da- daughters and mothers. So he got Haim to come, wow. which was cool for them. Okay, yeah. And yeah, the Stevie Nicks was so good. Uh, and Jack Black came out to sing um, Tom Sawyer, which uh, we're big like Rush that. fans. Oh, yeah, like Rush. So like we're Rush. like, oh, this is so cool. Next night, fucking Perry Farrell, because we the Who had to cancel because Roger Daltrey oh. was sick. So we're like, well, let's just go see Foo Fighters again. So we went, and Perry Farrell came out. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's so good. I was very, I was very impressed. I mean, I've gone to Lollapalooza back in the yeah. day, too, but I was very impressed with the the set that he put together with those trapeze people and women doing spinning and, and the music. I mean, I was never... My, my daughter, Tammy's a James Addiction fan, and she got me into them. I was never really into him. She liked Porno for Pyro. She liked James Addiction and Perry Farrell's solo stuff. He did a lot of oh, DJing yeah. stuff. I got into it. After going to the concert, I became, I became a fan. Totally became a fan, thanks to my daughter. My daughter got tickets for me for my birthday this year, my 50th birthday, to go see Pink. And so I'm very excited. Ooh, I, I, fun. I, think, yeah, I think Pink I will could be good. I imagine Pink is good in yeah, concert. I think she must be really good. So I have to go to, I have to, go to Sacramento to see her, but other than that, um, it's fine. So that's a birthday present. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'll go see Pink. I'd like, like Pink. if I have to go to Sacramento, I'll go see Pink. Well, and my daughter, too, of course. Yeah, you're Sorry, like, girl. I love her. but no, she's, the, she's okay. That's the only but, yeah. reason to go to Sacramento, yeah. right? Because yeah, like, like, well, I've it. never been, but I've heard you refer to it as Crapramento. Oh, I call, I call it Excremento. Excremento. So oh, still, that's still, it's still, it's still, it's still, it's still, it's still, it's still, crap. Excremento. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to see Pink. But, yeah, and that's the first concert I will, will have seen since Bananarama and Katy Perry early last year. <laughs> and Bananarama was the original lineup. Siobhan Fahey came back for the group, and they did a tour to three of them, and it's been like, 20 years since they've been together and I loved it. I loved it. Give me some Venus. Give me some uh, Love in the First Degree. Give me Ooh. some Nathan Jones. Give me some, I mean, I, I love, I, give me some Cruel Summer. I love, I love Bananarama. So I don't care. I love them. It was great. And I, you know, and when I saw um, Kylie Minogue, same thing. Give me some Locomotion. Give me some, yeah. you know, give me some Can't Get You Out of My Head. I mean, I, 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 I to me, they, and for, and for me, they gave you actually <coughs> visuals. They gave you stuff going on. So in yeah, a way, it's like why I like Manson right. and Rob Zombie. It's like they're doing something. They're doing something. Yeah. If I'm going to pay some money, I want to no. see something. Entertain me, I was going to say. Entertain me. I want to see some entertainment. So, 
And the year before, I saw Diana Ross. And that was another... And she had her whole family come out. And Tracy Ellis Ross was oh, the yeah. MC. And her son sang and one of her daughters sang. And it was, it was great. Well, fun. And, and Ashley Simpson was there. Yeah. Of course, she's married to Evan Ross. And like... It was it was a great it was a great little family kind of concert the Hollywood Bowl which is a great venue. Yeah. If you're in LA, Hollywood Bowl is a great place to go. Yeah, that's where I saw Van Halen and see this was like when David Lee Roth had come back and oh, too, okay. that's a show because David Lee oh, Roth David, yeah, is sure. like amazing and you're just like wow like and that's the thing is like you're like great this is this is a show like yes, definitely. <laughs> Definitely, and, definitely, definitely. you're like, okay, you're doing something. Or like I say, Foo Fighters puts on a good show. But there's so many acts that are just so boring. Like, I want to see Elton John on his last tour oh, and Neil uh, Diamond. I'm into pop, but as I say, old men. I'm like, old. like, uh, like, yeah. like, I like my music like I like my dating. Old yeah, men. yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. And I don't care if you gave, no. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, I've never seen Elton John, and he has, he has a million great songs, obviously. Uh, and um, I, I kept going to Caesars. Every time I went to Caesars, he was off. Aww. So I, I saw, I saw at Caesars. I saw Shania Twain. I saw Cher. Oh, I love Shania. Saw Bette Midler. Saw Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. Oh yeah, Garth Brooks puts on such oh, a good show. Oh, he's so good. He was yeah. so good. I saw Mariah Carey. <laughs> I saw all of them. All all their Caesars, and they were all good. But I did miss. I missed. Um. Uh, yeah, I missed Elton John. He had a million dollar piano show for a while. I miss Rod Stewart. I want to see Rod Stewart. Oh yeah, too. Rod Stewart. I hear is a great concert because, yeah. like, yeah. if you listen to the latest Dennis Leary book, uh, you know, or listen to it, you can also read it. Oh well, yeah, who, who reads anymore? Yeah. yeah, right. But yeah, like, it's more fun to listen to it on Audible, even though they don't sponsor the show anymore. But oh. yeah, I still recommend yes. Audible um, and to listen to that because he talks about how he loved Rod Stewart and when he met him, he's like, first time I met him, dude's just bare ass fucking naked, like you know, in his dressing room, and it's like, yeah. It, you know, they call him Rod for a reason. Okay, well, these are... So, it's a yeah. funny story, yeah. He has, like, eight kids, so I guess there's something going on there. Still having kids. And he's, like, 100 years old, so, I mean, he's still... He's yeah. Like, but I like I like his music. I'm a big fan of his music, and I and I haven't seen him in concert. I know him and Cindy Lauper returning for a while together. Oh, I love Cindy I've, I've never seen her concert live either. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of concerts in my life. I mean, in the 50 years of my life, I've seen a lot of concerts. But there's a lot of concerts I have not seen. Oh, I know. Uh, I have always wanted to see Rush, but I always miss them, and they are not currently not touring because yeah. of Neil Peart's health. And it's like, no, for the love of God, just once let me and my brother because I have to go with Jared because he's the only one that can sing the high parts. Okay, but um, yeah, Rush is good. Going. I have I haven't seen Def Leppard, and I love Def Leppard so much with all my heart. Yeah, and I keep bands, missing them. I've, I've never seen them either. I yeah. keep missing them. Yeah. I've seen everybody. Like, like I've seen them. Like, how have I missed Def Leppard? Yeah. I, like, how do I miss it? I have all their albums. I love them. And I just, I have not seen them. So that's why I want to see yeah, it I mean, more. Pour Some Sugar on Me is the number one stripper song. Yeah, apparently it is, yes. Yeah. Um, I love Animal, Love Bites, yeah. uh, Pyromania. I mean, I mean, I mean there's so many it's songs. Not. I mean, there's so many songs I love of theirs. Uh, Photograph, uh, Foolin', Foolin'. I love all those. I mean, I mean, my cousin Jamie, who lives in, um, in West Seneca in Buffalo, uh, she and I, we, we bonded over at Def Leppard back in the 80s when they first came out. We were, we, we would, we were back when we had Pin Pal, we'd write back and forth to each other. And we were also about Def Leppard and all this stuff, and, and trade buttons and things. I mean, I, like, I was a big Def Leppard fan, and, it yeah. just, I just, and I just never saw a concert. I don't know why. I saw, and I lived in a place where concerts came to L.A., so I mean, it wasn't like I didn't have access. Yeah, see, that was me. We would have to drive from Tyler to Dallas, Dallas so like right. concerts weren't as accessible. Even right. And when I moved to Dallas, you know, living on your own, it's not as accessible either. But it's right. and in L.A., concerts are going on all the time, yeah. but also you have to pay to live here. Yes, right, then, exactly. 
And that's why I'm always like, free tickets? Because I so wanted to see Nine Inch Nails at their Palladium oh, residency. Yeah. Because that's actually... It was weird because it was almost like 10 years since I'd come out here to see their okay. quote-unquote last show. Okay. The first time I'd ever flown. The first time I'd wow. ever been anywhere really by myself. Wow. But I came out here to see them in their last show at the Hollywood Palladium. Wow. Sold my extra ticket to a Russian girl to pay for the plane ticket. Okay. And, you know, it was a fun thing. So it would have been cool to see them, but yeah. I couldn't afford it. And they wouldn't trend you, you give me free tickets. You mean Oscar winner Trent Reznor his man? I know. It's so weird, it's weird. He's Oscar that he winner. translated into that. Like... Oscar, Oscar winner Eminem is weird. Yeah. Oscar winner Three Six Mafia. Like it's Oscar, these are all these Oscar. Kobe winners. Bryant. I mean, Oscar winner Kobe Bryant. I saw that. Yeah, that's, that's crazy too. It's like, but you know, Oscar you can rape people and get an Oscar. I mean, I know, there's like, that too. But there's that too. Um, and now a word from our sponsors. Tired of nagging yourself to get a website for your artistic career already? Radportfolios.com creates affordable custom websites for artists. Use code BRIGHTSIDE. That's one word for half off your website startup. Radportfolios.com. So you can get back to getting booked. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of that, I mean, as, as we, we move around, I've never seen R. Kelly in concert. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't I, want to I, get peed on. You get peed on. <laughs> I watched that whole documentary and it was, it, was, it, was, it was fascinating. I was mesmerized by that documentary. Well, and what I don't get about situations like R. Kelly and Brian Singer, for example, that people keep saying, why didn't anybody say anything? It's like, People had been saying this for years. You just weren't listening. Right. Because I knew about R. Kelly peeing on the girl for like a long time. Yeah. And then there were investigations. Right. But sadly, a lot of these girls, I mean, nobody was looking for them. And that's the sad part. And it's just like, that's the most disturbing thing about this. But people act like these were buried secrets. It's like, no. Even no. Weinstein was an open no. secret. Right. And right. it's like... And I'm just tired of people acting like these things are new and then people are just getting on them. It's like, no, it's just popular and yeah. so people want to pretend like they care. Right. But, you know, that, and that's the sad thing is somebody should be caring about these girls. But, right. you know, and he oh, should be in fucking jail. I know. It's, it's, it's very, I didn't know it was that deep until, I mean, I heard, I said I heard a Yeah, I heard stuff. like the sex slaves. Yeah. Stuff, but but then a lot of these people were Stockholm Syndrome where they were willing participants. So, right. You know? That's the thing. They can't, I mean, that's what happens sometimes. Yeah, you know? and you can't really do anything about nope. that. And a lot of us, I mean, even on a smaller scale, like I was in a situation, a situation with my father, and I, I, I was so, I loved him so much that I wanted him to change, quote unquote change. Yeah. I put up with stuff for a yeah. long time. People say, you just leave. I could have just left, right? Yeah. But I couldn't. I was so enamored with trying to get him to love me and be the, the father I wanted. I allowed certain things to happen. And this is these girls. I mean, it happens. It happens to the best of us. We just kind of can't help it. Yeah. And as I say, you know, until they cross a certain legal line, there's nothing people can do. Right. And it's just like, with, and two, the going, you know, to that case, it's like, you know, these are young girls and this is awful. But as I say, there's not a lot they could do about it, right. or, you know, if they were legal and they right. made choices. And, but, um, you know, to the Ryan Singer degree, and I'll say something controversial that I've been wanting to blog about, is that people don't understand that there is a bias towards male victims and Ryan Singer's victims were male. And yes. same thing with Kevin Spacey and with other people who yeah. have kind of gotten away with it. It's that people, you know, the Me Too movement was just about women. And yeah. I don't think that that was okay because Anthony Edwards coming out about the guy who molested him, he was a kid. Children should be your number one, then women, and, and men in the same thing. It's like, yes, because a lot of these, you know, with Harvey Weinstein, that guy was way overpowering and evil. 
and all of this. But the thing with Brian Singer is, like, a lot of people just don't see these guys as equal victims. And, two, I know some of them, you know, and know a little bit about what happened. And it's like, guys, they're just as big of victims as most of the women in the Weinstein case. And it's like, it's sad that nobody talks about that. And I know that this is the Bright Side podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but just re- I was briefly yeah. just kind of follow that, just that piggyback off that. Yeah. It's, just, it's kind of this weird thing, or I agree with you, when it, come, when it turns gay, or gay-esque, or male-on-male, because male, not all male-on-male is gay. No. Male-on-gale, it, they do, it's a, that's a lesser thing. They think, well, you should have fought back, or you should have done that. Like, it's, just, it's not the same thing, especially if they're kids. If they're yeah. kids, whether they're boys or girls, it doesn't matter. It should be, they should treat it the same. A kid, unprotected kid is unprotected kid. I mean, it yeah. doesn't, doesn't work. And so, that's yeah. just what I'll say was the big failing of the Me Too movement is the fact that they didn't see victims as equal. And two, right. there were certain people who, and then, you know, you have a lot of negative people being the face of it, like Ozzy Argento, who, you know, I just hope just goes away. You know, yeah. whatever you guys can make that happen, because that woman is a predator herself. She was not a victim, whether she wanted to say right. so or not. Because when, yeah, when you're dating someone after you claim they raped you, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all... That's what the bright side of all this is. Yeah. Hopefully, dialogue is happening. Yeah. People are talking. And that, and that folks are getting help. I mean, hopefully, people are getting healing and help. And I hope that's, that's the takeaway from all of this, is that shit happens. And it has, some of it's really ugly. Some of it's really, I've had ugly things happen to me when I was younger. And some things are ugly, and I have no problem saying this. I'm a survivor of rape. I've talked about it before on my shows. Uh, violent, I was violently attacked and raped by a man. And they said, this was back in the late 80s, and someone told me, well, men won't believe you. No one will believe you, so yeah. you're a man. I was sexually assaulted by a woman. And if that's not, go. and that's something that I wish had come out in the Me Too, is women on women in crimes. Right. And that they, they're a lot more broad, and I, I really applauded the last season of Unreal, and how they sort of explored women putting other Because a lot of things that people don't realize is that women are predators as well, like Ossie Argento with that young boy, but a lot of women put other women in bad situations. I mean, women drug other women so that they get raped. And that's something that people do not talk about. And that it is one of those things that it's like, okay, um, why are we not talking about this? And I think that is sort of the bright side of the Me Too movement is like, I do feel like it failed in a lot of ways, but it, we're having a dialogue now. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, you're getting more people out there, and hopefully, it, you yeah. know, we're getting people like Weinstein out of power. But you know, we do have a long way to come, and I we're think here. that we have to acknowledge that the victim base is a lot bigger than just women in the entertainment industry. I agree, that, yeah. and that's yeah. why I like Terry Crews is talking about his yeah. stuff. And even though time to mute Dale Hughley now, I used to like him, but now I don't like him anymore. Um, he was like attacking Terry Crews for not. Because he's a bigger black guy, and I, and I, you know, and there's something my friend Jeffrey Thorne brought this up. He's a big black guy. I'm a big black guy. I'm yeah. tall, whatever. We have a whole different world we have to live in too as big black men. Because if we assault a smaller white man or smaller, then we get looked at, yeah, like crazily. So, but also when you're assaulted, you don't blame the victim. It doesn't matter what size they are, no. or what race they are. You don't blame them. It's like it's a two wrongs don't make a right or wrongs. It's just it's just it's all wrong. It's like they were attacked. Something happened to them. You need to like talk to them about being attacked. Not that you should you should have did or you should have did. Like that's that makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. Well, and two, and and it's one of those things that it's like you know everybody or most victims are already blaming themselves to begin with. Yes. So let's not tack on. Exactly. And two, I'm like, there is a lot of it that does come into, could I have done anything differently? And I think that's where some women 
tend to get way too into like yeah. it was none of it was my fault and it's like no getting the attack wasn't your fault but I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, I really put myself in that situation. And that's the only way you can get out of it is to acknowledge, you know, and not do these things again. Because, you know, and certainly with some of the more Me, me Too stuff, especially in the film industry, it's like there have been times where I felt something wasn't going to be right. So I didn't go. And I just think that that's what needs to be acknowledged. It's not blaming the victim. It's just sort of being like, let's sit here and assess situations better because of this. Not... Yeah. Yeah, what you said, how yeah. the, the bright side is, yes, yeah. is looking at it saying, okay, now we have some examples of things that are happening out there that maybe other people can avoid it now. Yeah, and that's sort of the thing. thing. It's like, this is not in any way blaming the victim. It's no. looking at it in a way of like, what could I do differently so yes. that doesn't happen to me or doesn't happen again? Or if I come across it, what yeah. can I do? Yeah, and how it, do I it get happens, out It presents itself to itself. If a situation presents itself, you can go, you know what, I'm not going to sleep with that producer just to get a TV part because chances are it's not going to work anyway. So I'm going to avoid him, say thank you very much, and go on my business if you can. Well, because yeah. let me give an example of me choosing not to go somewhere because it was, you know, an open secret about Louis C.K. and what went on. And I feel like that situation, you know, was portrayed in one way that it wasn't necessarily. But it was one of those things that when I first moved here as a woman in comedy, that was what I was told by other women. Do not go to the comedy store when Louis C.K. is there. Like, you know, he loves to do, you know, really sort of prey on young female comics. And and it was like, oh, okay. Like, and, and so you didn't go to the comedy right. store. But, you know, like, right. and, and that's just what I'll say is sometimes we need to listen to those things. And, right. you know, and that's the bright side of it is like there were people talking about it. Yeah, like, there were. There as were. I've told people when they started, everything started coming out about me too. I'm like. Wow, Family Guy predicted all of this because Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, Brett Ratner, Brian Singer, all of these people had, there were comments made on Family Guy long before this. And so, and as I say, Brian Singer I'd known about, like in Weinstein too, because even Courtney Love made a comment, was like, anybody, uh, I think it was on the red carpet, I don't even remember at what, but somebody asked her, I said, do you have any advice for people in Hollywood? She's like, yeah, if Harvey Weinstein invites you to his hotel room, don't go. But people dismissed it because it was Courtney Love. Right. And you're like, nope, she was 100% trying to help you out. And, you know, same thing with Family Guy. They were making jokes about these people being predators long before anybody said anything. And even Seth MacFarlane at the Oscars. He tried to make a Weinstein joke, and they didn't ask him back for it. But you know what? He stood up and said something the best he could yeah. without outing anybody. And, and I think that's, you know, another way of looking at it, right? That some of right. these people were trying to protect you all along. And right. It's, it's, well, I know, all yeah. I know is I think that now I hope that we can come to some kind of, my, this is my bright side of things. Yeah. I'm hoping that people can come to some kind of, where it's just like, we just, people are able to express themselves, talk about their problems, about what happened to them in the past. It'll be okay to get some healing. The folks who have done wrong get their up comeuppance, get their get, get what they get what they deserve, of course, and get prosecuted or dropped or whatever. I think it's very good for them because they they live long enough abusing their power. I hope that all kind of comes out and that hopefully a better Hollywood emerges. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, because to me, you know, if we're going to quote unquote drain the swamp, as I say, like we we're not even halfway there, and I think no. that's where some people have thought of this situation as they've got. You cut the head off the snake with Weinstein, 
Okay, but there's still some out there, and we know oh, yeah. some of them that, oh, yeah. you know, they prey on young girl, impressionable girls and get them to do stuff. And, you know, not just girls, young men as well. Like, and we've seen it, and it's just like, but I feel like now we're at a time where people are going to be more inclined to speak up. And that's yeah. the bright side of it. And, you know, and realize that we don't have to do sexual favors to get ahead in no, this business. No, we don't. You don't have to give head to get head. There you go, kids. You don't. And my friend says, we all win when we all win. I love that phrase. Yeah. Because we all win when we all win. But we just do the work. Like, yeah. just like, well, all this other power and sexual stuff, I want it gone. I just want to just like, I want to be ch- tested on my merit. That your work is good enough to be on blank. Or this, you get hired for blank. And I, I just, let's, just, let's just all work together. That's yeah. all I want to do. And that to me is the, the bright side of this industry. Is there, that is so much of it. Because a lot of these people who either preyed on people or, you know, did sexual favors to get certain things. Because trust me, guys, there's a lot of people you don't see working now for that reason because that was how they were getting jobs. But it's one of those things that, you know, the people that have been here doing the work are still doing it. I mean, people like, I always like to give Bradley Cooper is the best example of somebody. He is the only person to ever ask a question on Inside the Actor's Studio to make it. And Bradley Cooper, I remember, was a struggling, like, guest star and doing this, I mean, like, alias and things like that. Nobody really knew who he was until recently. But you know what? The dude kept, just did the fucking work. And now he's Oscar-nominated Bradley Cooper. I mean, he, you know, certainly directed the best picture this year. I mean... I was was seeing Stars Boy, yeah, I know. I'm I'm late to the party. But I heard it's really good. I want to see it eventually. I haven't seen it. But he's somebody, yeah, he's, he does concede. He was on Sex in the City, episode of Sex in the City. Yeah. He's always been consistent. I always think of people like Tom Hanks and, and who are like considered a yeah. nice guy in Hollywood. Yeah. And he, he just, just does did work, the work. Just does the work. He just yeah. consistently puts out, I love Sully, I love Captain, whatever. I love, I love all his movies. He just does, does the work. I mean, they, they just keep their head down, they do the work, and just, that's it. And I, I, I like that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, even Tom Cruise to a degree, it's like that dude's works his ass off and yeah. he lets the, and, and too, as all these people are people that let the work speak, uh, speak for themselves. Yeah. They're not really flashy and making a character. They just are like, yeah. and, and I think that we're going to see more of those people kind yeah. of make it. And that's what this business should be about yeah. is doing the work. And yeah. I think that is what will always stand the test of time. I mean, Corbin mm-hmm. Burnson, and we've both interviewed, yes, he talked about, he yes. goes, yeah. there's a reason I've stuck in this business so long because I just do my thing, yep. like you know. I love Corbett. He's great. Yeah, he was great. Him and Amanda, his wife Amanda, are great. Um, I know my dad was in love with Amanda Pace uh, when she was on the Flash. Oh yeah, oh, yeah back, I'm sure. Yeah, um, yeah, but no, but yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he's great. But yeah, no, it's just, it's just like they just we just do the work. That's, that's all I care about at this point. It's just getting work done, getting work out there, being creative. That's all I care about. I don't want all the other stuff. I don't want all the other... I don't want the racism. I don't want the sexism. I don't want the... I just interviewed... I just showed today. You guys, the shameless plug number 10,500. 10, um, on Spotlight on FBS TV, I interviewed the cast of Teachers. Oh, half the cast of Teachers. Teachers on TV Land. It's five women. Five female improv... Improvisers, improvers, whatever. Improvisers, Improvisers, yeah. Improvisers, comedians who created the show and it's very female. It's comedy, it's silly, it's raunchy, but it's female. It's been on four seasons. Oh really? Yeah. And it's like it's it's a show is more than I love the show. It's hilarious. And we're talking about that. We talked about how women can be funny, women can do the work, 
They don't want to worry about all the other stuff. They just want to do the work. They just want to do the work. Yeah, and too, that's why Sarah Silverman's somebody who's been doing that for years and is yeah. stuck in this business because of that. It's yeah. like she just does the work and has been the same person for her whole career. She didn't, you know, come on a whim and, you know, and catch on a ride of what's popular. She just is who she is. And it's great because I didn't realize teachers, I kind of heard of it, but I didn't realize it's been on it's for four so, seasons. It's ending that. It's ending, yeah. it's ending the season. It's so good. And, and uh, it's, it's yeah. just a, it's an amazing show, and it's just funny, but it's very female. They have topics that only females would talk about, and it's it's raunchy and it's hilarious, and it's, the kids are funny, and the, the guest stars are funny. It's just it's just a great show. It's on TV Land. I always want to promote that, but just saying that they're they're keeping their heads down, they're doing the work. Well, and it's like Crazy Ex-Girlfriends, a show that it's like, it was originally supposed to be on HBO, but just, you know, failed through the pilot process, and they had a plan you know, two women, Rachel Bloom and Alina, um, you know, and, and they had this plan and they were going to do that. And luckily the CW has given them full control yeah. to, to let it play out the yeah. seasons that they wanted to. They had a story to tell heavy and boobs, this is the last heavy season. Boobs, heavy boobs, boobs on this yeah. song. Heavy boobs. Heavy, heavy boobs. boobs. I know, I love the it. Dance. I love heavy boobs They're on just sex of fat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that song. And then um, period sex. Like, Not only those, I just, I just, I just love yeah. that one. I love, I love that one. I just think it's hilarious and clever. And I gave you a UTI. And see, that's the thing is the show has made it, you know, and and I came in later to the show because I was like, oh, it's a musical. And as soon as I knew that, I was like tuning in because I don't think it was promoted well initially. I need to watch it. I need Uh, need to binge watch it one day just like and get into it. It's all on Netflix. And then the last season is on the CW app. Um, Okay. Because, yeah, like, I don't have cable, but that's how I watch it. Because it, it's a show that I literally can't wait. Like, I watched it at midnight oh, as wow. soon as it came out this last Friday because wow. I'm so intrigued by the way it's going to end. Okay. And I think it's beautiful that, you know, Rachel Bloom is telling her, you know, her story the way she wants it and has the autonomy to do that. And the CW oh. is a great place for women to tell stories. Well, I mean, yeah. she started out on YouTube with Fuck Me, Ray Bradbury. And yeah. that's one of my favorite authors of all time as a kid. So it's like... Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I love Ray Bradbury, you know, Martian, Martian Chronicles, Chronicles. Yeah. Fahrenheit 451. I mean, all these things, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. One so of the like, few books I've actually ever read. Yeah, so it's kind of like, Ray, she made a song out of that and went to sleep with them. I thought that was very clever and funny. And so I, the show wasn't promoted correctly to me. And I, now I want to go back and like, watch it and see what's, what it was. Yeah, and, and as I say, it's, it's a good watch on Netflix. It's not, you know, too long. It's a, only 13 episode season, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And But I, it's one of those that I'm like, I want more because like the songs are great and, yeah. you know, they're very relatable. And it's funny because like she'll shit on cats, but then this season they did a cats bit. Oh, okay. and because, yeah, Cats and Rit are both tr- trash musicals. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Like, I love musicals, but I'll call them out. That was a dark time. And Because oh, it's like, I'm sorry, someone asking you to pay your rent is not an evil person. And I think she even talks about this, too. Oh, it's funny. like, the, the uh, you know, and Cats. What the fuck is the plot? Nothing happens. It's That's just funny. That's so funny. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, going on my musical rant. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's like, I, and I love musicals, and that's why I'm like, no, I shit on the bad ones. What? Did you watch Rent Live? I've heard it's no. bad. I heard lots of reviews all over the place, from Horrid to, I talked to a friend of mine who said that you could tell which actors have sung on Broadway, which ones haven't. Yeah. Like you clearly could tell once you could hold their breath along and once you couldn't. So I was like, that's not good. No. You know, I, I, the last one I watched was the Jesus Christ Superstar Live and I loved it. Yeah, that one's good because Alice Cooper was King Herod. Yes, I loved it. Yeah. 
I love the side people. I love Gen Legend. I thought I loved. Love, yeah, I really and, love and I thought that one was well done. To me, Jesus Christ Superstar and Greece were well done. The rest of them have been hit. Never. Like there might be an occasional thing that is right. enjoyable. But just like, and I'm like, no, people just watch Crazy Ass Girlfriend instead. Like, yeah. skip Rent, you know. Watch the Buffy musical episode oh, instead. Yeah. Or the Scrubs musical episode instead. A psych musical. I was like, all my favorite yes. ones. Cause, so, oh, yeah, watch those instead. You'll, you'll, you'll have a better experience. You know, in the psych musical, Zachary Levi was the original choice for the Anthony Rapp role, oh, but funny. he was unavailable. Uh-huh. Um, that's fun fact I know from interviewing Steve Franks, but he was so much taller than me. I the mic came out and I didn't know it. Oh, and funny! So I had to sh- I have to share that fun interview that I missed. You know, but at least I had my moment. Yeah, you had your moment. You had your moment. Yes. But, yeah. Um. And luckily, that's how Zach got the part in the psych movie okay. later. But okay. um. Yeah, I'm like your TV. Your favorite TV shows did better musicals than right. Rick and Cats. So right. watch those. Because yes. I, I mean, when I'm drunk, like that's. Alexa even has a playlist of when I'm drunk, oh, and it is the Buffy oh. musical, okay. Doctor Horrible. Oh yes, okay. And yes. see, guys, like you know, that's someone who you know hasn't got his Me Too comeuppance. But this is how we separate art, guys. Just like you can still watch the fucking Cosby Show, you can right. still watch Buffy, even though Joss Whedon's yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's why it's like, yeah, that's why I'm like, guys, we're not done cleaning the swamp, but. Yeah. If there's, we can there's get many more. Batgirl, we'll be fine. There's many more to come, I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's all coming. Everything's coming out. People are people are searching for stuff. They're they're looking for people to get out in this way. So it's, it's, we're not done yet at all. We're not done. That's why I, I say, yet. people. The more I say it, that I love his art, but please get it, take him down. I mean, because it's again, guys. If we're gonna go after Cosby, let's go after them all. Or... Right. Right. I agree with you on that one. I, I totally agree. And like, the cover show was the bomb. Oh, yeah. And I, it did so much for black men. It did. It did. And my, and my, see, my whole thing is you can compartmentalize uh, for me, because yeah. I'm a man, I guess. I can really do it. But it's like that person can be really horrible in real life, but a very true artist. I mean, it can be totally great at what they do. I mean, well, it's like Brian Singer is the only person who gets X Men, apparently. Right. But, you know, and that's why I'm like, guys, like, you know, or to me, he was much better at Superman than um, uh, Zack Snyder. Because oh. um, I still, to this day, defend Superman Returns, which starred two rapists. And oh, clearly right, right. some of, you know, there was some sexual assault that had to happen to make that movie, from what oh. I understand. But it's one of these things that it's like, you know what? Still a good movie. Still better than Man of Steel. Fight me on that if you want. But oh, yeah. Man of Steel, there's one good scene. Christopher Maloney. Everything he did, the rest of it's garbage. Well, my brother wrote a whole blog and had debates with people because he was saying Superman doesn't kill people. Yeah. And they made him kill Zod in the movie. And JR was just like, he was done. He was like, that's, you just, he doesn't kill them. Well, and then the fact that his dad is killed by, you know, something like he could have stopped. Yeah. And it's like, no, the point is when Jonathan Kent dies, like, it has to be something that Superman couldn't save right. is why it's so much more powerful. Right. And then, too, it's like in Batman v Superman. Like, they finally got a hot Jimmy Olsen, and then they just kill him and no one cares. Right. That still is the part that makes me the most angry. Because yeah. I like that guy. And the, that, that movie was a disaster. Except for Wonder Woman. I liked her parts. Yeah, and, too, it's like Affleck did a good job as Batman, but it's like in... Uh, I don't think we'll ever really get a good Affleck Batman movie now, but... No. And everyone, I, well, I know Aquaman did big business. I haven't watched it yet, yeah. but it did big business. I said, well, yeah, the gays and the women will go see it, of course. Uh, well, because in Jason Momoa, Momoa and like in the what the, can too, James Wan, you know, if we want to, let's see what James Wan can do with X-Men since I love Brian Singer and he gets it, but like, 
let's not let him direct more movies. I'm at this point where let's, you know, we can look at his catalog and praise it, but let's not give him another job. Let's see what James Wan could do with X-Men and do yeah. it right, because I hear that Dark Phoenix is just dark garbage, and that's okay. the best storyline in the X-Men history. Okay. Um, that they've got coming up. But yeah, like James Wan did Aquaman and it shows because he's a good director and he knows what he's doing. And they took us a direction with Aquaman that, um, I didn't see coming, but I liked and they made him not a joke, um, but still didn't mind nodding to things. Okay. okay. And I think Shazam, because going back to Zachary. Yeah, Shazam. um, Looks good. Looks good. And Captain Marvel looks good too. Yeah. I was was saying. Which is funny. Shazam used to be called Captain Marvel. Right. My brother explained the whole thing to me. I was like, (laughs) what? I don't know what this means. My brother was a comic book person, so he told me, I was like, well, that was something this and now and now because of the split and the whole thing and they were able to keep that name and it was like, I'm like, okay. Shazam was Captain Marvel. Shazam was the word, and it was like, yeah. like I'm kind of like I. I remember as a kid because I'm from a '70s kid. Shazam and ISIS, ISIS were on. yeah. Mighty ISIS and Shazam. Those were my cheesy '70s, you know, Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning shows. So I mean, and, and it's funny because ISIS is technically a character on Legends of Tomorrow, which is okay. a great character. I love her character, but they can't call her that because she is, you know, Muslim. And it's like I get why you're like, that's oh not, yeah, let's not let's tear that lie, you know. Yeah, but yeah. like, and I'm like, I do. get it like why but and because some people forget i'm like no she's basically the isis character but right. you know it, it, oh, pc about it and legends is the best show on television okay. you guys aren't watching okay okay yeah, you're more. I, I yeah. can't. You're more of a. You, my brother, are comic. I'm not a comic person. So oh, I, I know. And it's one of those things that it, it, there's too much of it, and I feel like we're. We're on the back end of that being the big thing, though. I will say that because there's a lot of comic book stuff I've not caught up on just because there's too much. So that's a lot. And I had to give up on Supergirl just because it's it's sad and I hate that as a woman, but it was the weak link. I oh, mean, funny. okay. You know, I. I watched some episodes of Black Lightning recently. Oh, Black Lightning is good. It's by far the best. Style it was, I, I, I was saying it was very. The acting was really good. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know any of these shows. I just have to just have to catch it one night. Like I don't know any yeah. of these shows. They're just like. I mean, well, Legends is the goofy time travel one that you don't really even have to know what's going on to enjoy it. Is that and the one fun. with my with Jay's Marsters? Uh, he the bad guy? Is he on that one? Or is, what's on, what show is he oh, on? Oh, no. He's on um, The Runaways. That's a okay. Marvel one okay. on Hulu. Okay, I've sure. not even caught up with that, even though I went to the premiere last year. So funny. So I know James Mar- I know James Marsters. So I was like, I know he's on some yeah. new show. And I was like, I, I couldn't remember which superhero show he was on. I was like, okay. Him and um, Annie Wershing, who was on General right. Hospital, Hospital for a little bit. Yes. Like, I love her. She's she's good. Redheads. I love redheads. Yeah. Yes. I loved her. Yeah, because Bridget Brandon, they love redheads because she was on Angel and she's on Runaways, oh, too. Okay. Um, oh, I loved Angel. Yeah, Angel. Angel, the first two and a half seasons, the one where David Greenwald was the showrunner, was great. Yeah. Once Joss came, came into the show, he kind of fucked it up. And I'm like... You did great with Buffy, you know, until season seven. Yes. Yeah, although, I, I like to pretend... I know everybody loves Five, but to me, that was one of their low points. That's so funny. Because mm-hmm. oh. there were some good episodes, but overall, the season was garbage, guys. Oh, Come at me. Because season six and season two were the best. I'm sorry. Season two was really good. Season two was really good. Yeah. I, I just... I just, I, I love... Even, even Zephyr said something. Um, yeah. I, I just I just love Buffy. That's not, that's not, that's not on the show. I love how much I love Buffy. I, I know, it was my dream. I owned a Buffy website when I was, a, oh, uh, right. you know, like 10 or, like, hold on, how old was I? Yeah, like, when, when the internet started being a thing and online role-playing, I owned Chaos Bleeds, the Buffy online role-playing oh, website. Okay, uh, okay. There yeah. you go. So that was, you're more, you're I was more a big nerd. 
Yeah, but I, was, I didn't get to, I, the internet was something weird to me. Like, what's the internet? I was going on, I had, a, I had a screening on a chat room once. I mean, I don't know, I didn't know what was mm. going on. I think I was Black Hope 1. That's when Black Hope started. My screen name was Willow of Oz. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I loved Buffy. That's so funny. Because that was the thing, is Buffy was, Buffy and X-Files were my thing, and that got me into nerddom. And as I say, I always loved, like, Hellblazer, John Constantine, and things like that. But yeah, and Batman, and like, because my first love was Robin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And so whenever I got to ask Chris O'Donnell about the nipples, and he didn't think I was funny, it was really heartbreaking. Oh. But I already knew that he was an asshole, so oh, like, okay. it wasn't news. There you go, kids. <coughs> but yeah, funny. he told me to ask Joel Schumacher, and it's like, bitch, Joel Schumacher ain't here, and this is supposed to be funny. The rest right. of the cast of NCIS Los Angeles are having a good time. Oh, there you go. That's why he's on that show now. That's why yeah. That show's been on forever too, I guess, at this point. Yeah, and all the NCISs, it's like, uh, but I will be, I'll be curious because my mom loves NCIS Los Angeles because she loves LL Cool J, mm-hmm. and Eric Christian Olsen is adorable on there. He gave me a theme song. Oh, okay. But um, like with it, she's like, this is getting too dumb for me. Like, and so oh, yeah. we'll see. Because <laughs> honestly. All the dirt with Les Moonves and stuff wasn't even the half of what happened with the original NCIS. Because you may notice that women didn't stay on that show for very long. And I've always wondered who was the problem. Oh, interesting. Okay. But, so, and that wasn't Les Moonves. I I know. I don't, I'm curious to see what's going to come out. Because... Well, his uh, wife's standing by him on Big Brother. She's like, I'm Julie I'm Julie Chen Moonves. She says it every night on Big Brother. I was like, you go, girl. Adam Carolla has the best bits on Julie Chen and just how fucking useless of a person she is. He's like, the show's called The Talk, and I've been on there. That bitch doesn't talk. Oh. She has nothing to say. And this is a show full of nothing burgers. And it's like, yeah, like, I totally agree. It's like Julie Chen is one of those people that... And two, I've sort of realized this, and sadly to say, this is more, you know, for a lot of female hosts, just because they happen to not be comedians. And I'm not saying that all hosts have to be comedians, but I'm just saying, when it used to be called a personality, shouldn't you fucking have one to be one? Yeah. And Julie Chin, it's like, the woman has no opinions. And and two, it's like, at least with this sticking by her man who's so horrible, it's like... Oh my god, you finally have an opinion about something? Now it's the worst fucking thing you could have an opinion about. It's so funny. But the thing, and too, with Julie Chen, it's like, you know, she probably wouldn't have a career without him, so I get it. But it's like, because yeah, honey, you're nothing. I mean, get a, uh, and it's like, you know, there's so many other hosts, and I don't say this because I am one, because I wouldn't want to host Big Brother either. I mean, because I think, you know, no offense, but it's garbage. I love Big Brother. That's, yeah. my, that's, my, that's my show. I mean, there's a reason for me on TV, of course, but Celebrity yeah. Big Brother right now, I love it. Give me, give me my Kato Kalen. Give me my Tamar Braxton. I, lo- I love the show. Is Crazy talk. I love it. Well, and I can, I at least would see the Tom value Green. in the, in the, oh, I forgot where he was. Oh, Tom Green's on there. Yeah, he's on there. And I'm like, I'm, where'd, he, where'd he come from? He's hilarious. Like, where'd he come from? I at least see the value in the celebrity big brother. And this is like, cause I'm sorry. At least these are people that you want to see. Like, you know, the, who don't really have a career going yeah. on. And it's funny. And, but reality TV in general just has always been a big turn off to me because you know, most of these people, it's like, what do you do? Like, right. you know, but know. like celebrity stuff is at least funny. Cause I'm all down for like battle of the network stars. I was right. so glad when they brought that back. Did yeah. you watch our buddy Ryan Fabian? Yes. It? Yes. He's on that there, episode. Yes. Cause charisma Carpenter was all up on him and yes. it was so funny to watch. I'm like, I love you too. Yes. Y'all oh, should yes. get together. Oh, I know they'd be cute together. 
Yeah, Ryan. Ryan, a beautiful baby. Right, Ryan, baby uh, sent me a friend request on yeah. Facebook recently, and I became friends with him. Oh no, I'm friends with him. On yeah, Facebook so I was like, too. Yeah, well, we like him. We know him. We yeah. like him. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I like my big brother. I like my, I like my survivor. I like my Amazing Race. There's only a few yeah. I watch. Yeah, to me, with Survivor and Amazing Race, people are doing stuff. Yeah. I don't have a problem with those yeah. that are legitimate competitions. I know they try to say that The Bachelor and Big Brother are competitions, but it's just like... Well, Bachelor. No, this is just people fucking. Right. Like, just call it what it is. Well, Big Brother, Bachelor, fucking. does anybody even believe in people find love on there? I mean, at this point. Yeah, I mean, the first Bachelor married Greenlee, uh, Rebecca oh, Buddy. Right. It's like, uh, I always laugh. I'm like, guys... Right. Uh, Bob Gooney and they're divorced now yeah, but divorced it's like now, yeah. they were married for years and it's they like were. yep they were you know he dumped these cause, and I'm someone who auditioned for The Bachelor as a joke and oh, made funny. it to the second round in Dallas wow that's so funny it's hilarious wow that's so interesting I didn't have shit to do and I saw they were doing it down the street and I'm like well I'm gonna go this will be funny for some material and right. there was a chick who showed up in wedding lingerie Wow, okay. And, um, yeah, it's like I wasn't the only beauty pageant girl. And I think that's what got me to the second round was being, you know, in, yeah. in Miss Highland Park, yeah. uh, Texas. So, and folks, she looks, she looks really different when you see her all dolled up. You're like, wow, that's Lucretia. It's so funny. Yeah, you were like, you were playing the part. You could yeah. see the parts. You know, you got to. It's fun. It's so Here you go, girl. You do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, you know, as I say, reality TV is one of those things that I'm glad, you know, same thing with the comic book stuff. As much as I love it, some things kind of need to die down a bit. And, uh, you know, reality TV sort of hurt, you know, writing jobs and yes. even acting jobs. So it's like in in this business, it's like I'm glad to see it go back to scripted or, or at least improv. Yeah. Like you say, that teachers, I'm interested because you say it's. Oh, it's a like lot of it. improv. You like it. You like it. No, you'd like it. <coughs> it's, your, it's, your, it's, your upright, it's your kind of humor. You'd like it, I think. Yeah, because like Andrea Savage, who has her own show on True TV now, like, you know, I think, it, what is it? I'm sorry or whatever. It, you know, she did a show back, uh, you know, a few years ago that was all improv, more of like a news type thing. And I'm like, yeah, I wish there would be more of that because I'm so bad at memorizing other people's words. And I'm great at improvising and doing SE. And that's why, like... You know, I hear that soaps and stuff are, you know, certain people you work with are more like that. But, yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't want to read this garbage. <laughs> no offense, guys, but a yes. lot of, there's a lot of bad writers out there. Well, no, there are. Yes, there are. There are some writers that are not that good <laughs> at all. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just, I just again, all the stuff we were talking about, it's funny, all the things we were talking about, like, you know, the, the, the uh, uh. concert stuff, music, TV, Rape. We have we we covered, we covered know, a we lot covered of literally everything. a lot of stuff. It's just I mean, it's just funny. I I hope that you know we have we're living in strange times. So I'm hoping that we can emerge out of them on some level, at least better or something. I mean, or we're least, literally living in a reality TV show. I don't say right. I know. So I was like, I'm hoping we can come out of it maybe stronger and like more aware. And it's like, we can't let this happen again. Like, this stuff can't happen again. Yeah, and, and that's why I've been trying to get somebody in here that may be a little bit more pro-Trump, just because it's like, I would like to talk about the bright side of Trump. Because, right. they're, like, the thing is, is I feel like Trump being in the White House is why we got Me Too. And why that stuff started becoming, like, more known. Because, you know, people were calling him out for the thing with Billy Bush and stuff right. like that. And it was like... That is what opened that gate. Right. And I don't, and I, you know, it's like, and same thing with, I think that's why the people are pushing away from like reality TV and a lot of things like that, that were kind of negative because a lot of this was bad for people. I mean, a, a lot of people don't realize a lot of these reality show contestants kill, have killed themselves and there's a lot of mental health 
issues. And I think, though, if being our president is like basically a walking, you know, advertisement of, you know, mental health uh, issues, I think that that has been a good thing for people to talk about it more and like, you know, try to help. So, like, there is a bright side even to this. Because, like you say, you feel like people will be stronger once they come out the other side of it. And there are all these things that I'm just like, look, you know, why do you, you know, yes, bad shit happens all the time. And even in this country, like as a whole, we're seeing right now. But eventually, good stuff will come out of that and we learn lessons. Or as I say, we wouldn't have Me Too without Trump. That's one thing I can tell you for sure. Is because I think that's what made people get off their ass and start saying stuff. Well, hopefully, like I said, again, I, we were in dark times, weird times, strange times. I'm hoping that it all just kind of come to cream rises to the top, so to speak. And we just kind of like, it, something better comes out of this. That our next candidates will be better. And our next situations will be better. And people will, and now this Hollywood situation will be better. Like, hopefully this will help change things, affect change. And that we can actually live where you can go for a role and have to worry about being groped. Or go, or, or even, even like, you know, play a concert and have people not behind the stage, you know, undressing you. I mean, I just, I mean, I just, I just hope that things will come out of this that are way better than it, than it, than it used to be, hopefully. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is like, that's all we can hope for, is things get better. You know, and, and, and that, you know, it's not business as usual, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, just, well, it's not always is. It's not always, I hope that, that phrase is done. You know, it's like, it's how it's always been. No, not, any, not anymore, kids. Not anymore, and... And, you know, the Donald thing, I, I, might, I don't do political stuff, but all I just say is it's a strange time, and I just hope we can come out of it. You know, that's, I, just, I just hope I hope we get better candidates. I hope, I hope whoever, whether it's Republican or Democrat, just get better candidates that actually care about our country and really want to work hard to unite us. Yeah, and that's what, you hit the nail on the head, that unite us. And that's when, been one of the sadder parts that I kind of thought would get better earlier with Trump in the White House that I thought that people would more come together to try and prevent this. Yeah. But I feel like people, you know, initially were way more divisive and blaming everybody. And I'm like, how can you even blame the people that voted for him, honestly? Because it's like, Hillary won the popular vote. The problem is more the electoral college. And that's what we need to fix because they're the ones who put him in office, not not even your citizens. And right. that was why I was like, and I feel like, because I've noticed that people don't seem to understand the economy or the way that the election system works. So maybe this will be a push for better education and mm-hmm. how that works. Mm-hmm. And like I say, you know, I do see people finally kind of coming together. But it's, it's kind of a shame that it's taken, like, you know, to the announcement of people running against Trump that people are finally like, no, I'm not going to shit on my neighbor. Let's talk. Like, and, you know, Sarah Silverman had a great show on Hulu that was I Love You America, where she would go around and talk to different people and right. be a little bit more empathetic to people that disagree with her and, you know, just hear why. And that's sort of what, and I think that's that's all we can do is just be like, hey, instead of being like, you fucking racist, how dare you vote for this person or this or that? It's like, no, why did you do that? That's that's literally how right. I think that if we just ask why, maybe we can get to, okay, well, then this is why I feel this way. Oh, well, then maybe we should just work together and see what mm. we can do. Yeah. Yep, I think so. I hope so. I hope, so. I hope yeah. it works out. I hope it does. Well, all right, as we wrap up here and go into, you know, our phone calls, uh, do you have anything left about, you know, it's been a year since we started this? Well, congratulations to you. I think it's great. I love podcasting. I love, I think it's a great, I have a a bunch of podcasts myself that I do. I love podcasting. I think it's a great platform. 
um, for many things. And I think, and you're a person I know that you're like me. We go out there and we, we're doers. We're very much doers. We don't just talk about stuff. We actually do it. Yeah. And so that's amazing for you. Congratulations. That's great. I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, that's, 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 I'm glad to be part of it. And I always, you know, I always work with you for something. So, um, and so I think it's just a, a great testament to your will of like, you're in LA, you're here to create content, you're creating content. So I always admire that. Yeah, and, you know, thank you, because you, you know, were one of the first people to really give me a chance yes. on being a part of content, and yep. that's why I wanted you to be a part of, you know, the initial run, and then, you know, to come back, because yeah. it's like, you know, you've really encouraged me, which is great, because it's like, and that's that's really what you need, and that's what I tell people, is like, as long as somebody's believing in you, and sometimes yes. it can just be you, but right. just get out there and do it. And that, I agree, I totally agree, I think you think you're an example, I'm an example of people who are creating content. And working with other people, we do collaborations all the time with yeah. other people, and that is that's what's so great about this industry, especially in LA. There's so many people out there who have something to say and something they want to do and something they want to create, and you're helping people do that with your guests on your show and what I do on my shows, and it's just it's a great thing. So yeah, yeah, and to to me, that's the bright side of the internet is now we all have access to create our own content and get it out there, yes. and it doesn't matter if it's one person or a hundred or a thousand. Yes. You know, as long as you're making it for you and who, your viewers or listeners or whatever you have, yeah. Yeah. then that's great because it's like, you know, and two, you can't please everybody. Not everybody's going to like each other. Even I don't like all my episodes. I'm like, right. ah. Yeah. But it's like, you know what? Somebody did. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Just be happy and do your thing. I agree. I totally agree. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. Stay in your lane. Keep pressing on. That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> that's what I do. Exactly. I'm like, and I think that's the thing is stay in your lane. Because I've noticed that throughout, you know, when you realize a lot of people want to attach themselves to you and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. and, and which is flattering to a degree. But some people, they, they, they just want to take what you got. instead yes. of. But I'm like, no, guys, we, we all, there's space for all of us. Do yes. your thing. I'll do my thing. We can collaborate together. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, you know, and that's the thing is work together, not compete. I know? agree. I totally agree. I totally agree. Totally agree on that. Completely. All right, guys. Now let's get to those phone calls here. Hey, you're calling into Mrs. Brightside's anniversary show. Who are you and where are you calling from? It's me, Candace Mack. Candace Mack! All right. Love you, Candace. 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 Hi, girl. So next time I'm back there, yes, I will, we'll have to meet up when I get back east again. <laughs> I, that was, I was there for two months, girl. I was there for two months. I know. I was, I was working. I was, you know, I was doing a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's fine, girl. We'll, we'll work it out. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there in the spring. I'll be there in the spring. So maybe we'll do something in the spring. Yeah, so what are you what have you been up to, Candace? I know we all watch our stories. Um yeah, stories. Yeah. Candace does a Candace does a lot of live videos. She's always on doing, oh, I know. She's always like, doing videos. You got your own podcast, so thank you for calling yeah, in. Homegirl, yeah, homegirl, she works it out. She's always she's always on there. You go, girl. I, I'm like I, I feel this stuff, but you know, everybody has opinions about the soap. <laughs> I mean, good and bad and in between. And some fans need to be called out. Okay. Yeah, like Sunny fans and Sam fans and Jay Sam fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love now, it. I wasn't going to say anything because I'm going to be a good person tonight. But oh my God, it's funny. Right. Well, I don't even think, I think it's now with General Hospital, to be honest. I think some of the fans have now come together and starting to realize 
Yeah, yeah that's, the Ryan storyline's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Frizz stuff, because I'm a big Frizz fan, because, you know, I love Franco, and I feel like they finally have given Liz some good material, and, you know, but yeah, it's like, outside of that, it's like, and things like that but at least we're having more of them be involved and you know with the baby storyline they're getting better but and and i think it's good that this storyline shows like franco being a male role model and letting aiden know that liking this stuff is okay because and that they're having those conversations of do you think he's gay and what what would that mean and being honest about yeah we would love him anyway but what about all these other people like and it's good to have those conversations Like, yeah. Action figures and 
like I played with action figures with my brothers and wrestled with my friends. Like you know, I was often the WWF champion because that was what it was called back then. It's like we had the belt and you could win, and I would win on the trampoline. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like wrestling's fun. Like, you know, and now we're seeing more women in wrestling like that. The man, Becky Lynch. But yeah, you had to explore that to get to that. involved and because of his relationship now with Franco and they can turn to him and he's still a part of the boy's life which is also positive exactly. yeah yep yep what are you saying there's some rumors I've been hearing I don't usually like to believe rumors you never know but there's going to be a whole lucky storyline he's going to find Nicholas oh that is not going to be not going to be Dante's look for Dante but find Nicholas and it's funny because you bring up the whole Lucky wouldn't be a deadbeat dad. I agree with you. This is a weird storyline that they have no like lucky on the show. Like they did with Felicia. Right, yeah. with Felicia. There's no... Yeah. And, and the thing is... Um, well, Todd Christopher now is off Days of Our Lives. Ooh. Because Brendan Barras is now playing the role... Of, really? I of, didn't know of that. Of Stefan Castle. Oh. Yes, Stefan, Stefan Demira. He's going to come on the show playing that. So, it's a weird do si thing going on. But, I don't know. I mean, Nick Stabile I thought it was a great Nicholas. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. And yeah. I was... Because to me, Ava's going to need Nicholas. Yeah. And that's why I hope Nicholas comes back. Because once she realized her boyfriend killed her daughter, right? Oh, my yeah. girl is going to go cray cray. Everybody I can't, can't wait. wait for it. Everybody yeah. can't wait. They're like, wait till Ava finds out Ryan killed her daughter. It's gonna be crazy. Because while I love their dynamic as a yes. couple, yes. And then when he killed Kiki, he crossed the line, sure and did. I can't wait till Mama Bear go cray cray. Oh, she's gonna go. She's gonna go off. That's gonna be. That's gonna be must see TV. Oh yes. Oh yeah. brings it. Oh yes. Yeah, well, that's so goodness. That was. Like, shouldn't there just be a special daytime Emmy category, a best Mora West scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that's what I think. It's like, no, like, Mora should win every year, but yes. then we just, instead, to be fair to the other actresses, she just has her own category. There you go. Yeah. Because there's a lot of great actresses. Yeah, my coworker at work, we were talking about how each, you know, decade there's like one actress that just Yes. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna add somebody to you know my buddy Cassie DePaiva. Oh yeah, Cassie's amazing. And I will say and I will say her scenes um, when her daughter was killed on Days of Our Lives were some of the best, most realistic mother regrets. Just like my child died, it was so amazing. She was so raw. It was just like, am I watching TV? And almost and the same thing with. You know, I mean, people talk shit about Carly, of course. We know. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, I love Laura But Laura Wright is such yeah. a great actress. And when, and when Morgan died, I'm sorry, those scenes were so raw and so real. I kept thinking, after you, they, they say cut, you must have like a mess on the floor. Just yeah. like, I mean. Yeah, to me, that's what keeps me from wanting Carly to die. Like <laughs> right. I do Sonny yeah, and Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Laura, if she's not around Sonny, she is funny oh, and amazing. Yeah, yeah, and you're amazing. just like. See, this is, and that's why they should have put Carly with Jason and let Sonny and Sam just die yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. But I mean, I but, but Laura, I mean, I, I love, I love that they renewed the kind of relationship with Laura and her. Oh yeah, like it's uh, the, the, that's when I like Sonny too. It's yeah. Like yes. the scenes with Laura, him yes. being more of an ancillary character works better. I'm sorry. Yes. It's getting Maybe. to a point where him leading a storyline. Where do we have left to go with this character? Well, also the, the other thing too is, I mean, Jeannie Francis once again we're reminded what a legend she is. Yeah. All these scenes because I because I want Lulu to die. <laughs> I know, I'm too. I was like, bye, so Lulu. Funny. That character, I hate that character. I yeah. loved her as Julie B. Berman. Sorry, I loved her when she yeah, played Julie Lulu. Yeah, Julie was great. And, and too, this is no respect, disrespect to, to Amy. To Amy not at all. Because yeah. it's not her fault no. they write the character so no. obnoxious. I agree. Where it's just like, could we just pretend that this was not Lulu and yes. kill her off? And then we, you could bring Emmy back and yes. just get a swipe this way clean. Yeah, I agree. Because Lulu is just awful. Like, as I say, it goes, Sam... Uh, over Sonny, because Sonny is less in my face lately. <laughs> Sam, Sonny, Lulu. That was my death wish. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm so funny. Yeah, Lulu. Like, yeah, I mean, Riley, I loved her on Guiding Light. I loved her on other things. I just was not a, I'm not yeah. a fan of the way they're, they're portraying her on this. Anyway, she's she's yeah. so obnoxious. Yeah, she's very obnoxious. So, yeah, so like, you, name, you name Kim Zimmer, of course, who I love. You can't miss out. Erica Slezak, of course. And even though she's crazy... And went off on me, Robert Strasser. <laughs> yeah. I, she went off on me, and I'm like, and I had to, I had to like go, girl. Even Cassie DePaiva was trying to trying to defend me to her, and she was not listening. Right. She just went crazy on Twitter that time. But again, phenomenal actress, of course. Um, and again, no disrespect to Roger Howard. I love him as oh, an actor. Roger, he's an amazing. amazing actor. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the character of Franco, but I love. Him, I love his acting. He's such he makes great acting choices. He's so. And you know who I love also? I got to meet him finally at the daytime Emmys. Was my man who I wish to give more work to him because he's so funny in comedic roles. And Michael Easton. Yeah, Michael. I, Michael and Roger should be in more scenes. Oh yeah, together. easily. Like oh, easily. because they both work at the hospital. We need to have more friends. Yes. And, like no disrespect to Brew, who I'm all in yes. the bromance yes. there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Is Drew and Franco, but let's let Finn be in their yes. friend group. He's hilarious. He's yeah. so funny on the show. He's him, so good. And and Finn and Anna are one of they the work. bright spots. They it's work. Like I like that. They work. I wasn't sure at first, but I, I like it now. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. I mean, I understand 
Um, oh, yeah. brain tumor thing and just erased it all and and to me that was acceptable i'm like i'm in here for it i'm like you know what i can i can forgive and forget like i just pretend like any of the stuff that happened with loki with i almost called him loki that's my mom's job <laughs> lucky and anytime that lucky was jacob young none of that happened in my opinion nope it's so funny because i love jacob young I do too. and yeah. he's great jr chandler was the he, best he was the jr yes but yeah, him as lucky I, didn't I happen. I didn't think of as, as lucky. I actually, I actually did because it was a transition. Because I guess because I, you know, we all grew up with Jonathan. Right. And, yeah. you know, he left. And then when Jacob came, he played that role of the, uh, he's lucky. Amnesiac, you know yeah. who he was, yeah. That, yeah, he has to reconnect with people. And yeah. I think that's, Yeah, that's who they should have made Rebecca Budding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. No, it's funny yeah. you say that. I'll give you points, Candace, for saying that. And yeah. it's true. I still didn't like her as Lucky. But I give I you points. I like Greg Vaughn. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. So, here's the thing. So, I know Greg Vaughn. Well, I know Greg Vaughn personally. Yeah. I know Jacob Young personally. So, I'm, as people and as actors, I love them on their other roles, especially. Um, I mean, Greg Vaughn's killing it as Eric. Yeah. Um, and I even liked him his little role on, he played a Latino on on, General, on Young and the Restless for a minute. Diego. It was kind of weird. Yeah, him was, being Latino. Yeah, that was kind of weird. <laughs> but Jacob Young was literally the J.R. Chan, Chandler, and he was so good as Rick Forster when they would give him storyline on Born and Beautiful. They broke him and Maya up, which yeah. I'm upset about. It's another story. Broke him up. But, I'm just like, but he, they, they both are great actors. And I, and I liked Greg Vaughn as Lucky, and I love, of course, Jonathan Jackson, but yeah. I didn't connect with Jacob Young. I just didn't connect with him. And he won an Emmy for it, so yeah. who knows? What do yeah, I know? Yeah, it's like, he's the one that won an Emmy, but yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. it, it, obviously right. people liked it, but it just wasn't my Lucky. Me like, either. And I thought that Greg did a good job when he came in and sort of softened Lucky back up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you make good points, yeah. Candace. You make good points. You yeah. make good points. I think hospital for hours. Yeah, I know, right. I know. Um, but I guess we'll sort of wrap up here. Do you have anything else you want to say? Plug, <laughs> uh, plug me, uh, and I'll move on to our next topic on the Mrs. Brightside anniversary show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly she's quiet all of a sudden. Yeah, Candace is like, never quiet. It's like, what's that about? I'm like, she's never quiet. Like, all of a sudden she's like, I have nothing to say. I'm fine. <laughs> Whatever, Candace. <laughs> Whatever, girl. You're like, you always got something to say. Mm-hmm. Stuff that goes, you know, to bye bye when you're in the Rockless, and you know, when the Emmy nominations officially come out, I'll have a lot. 
Oh yeah, they're, they're oh, real. Yeah. You, me too. I would love to say them too when they finally come out. When they finally come out. Uh, we'll do another call in then, yeah, and then yeah. we'll all have something to say. Yeah, so something to say. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling, Candace. Thanks, Candace Mac. We love you. Love you guys. Too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, uh-huh. cute. So you always count on Candace. You always doesn't say count on her. Well, cool. So um, where can they keep up the conversation with you, James, if they want to, you know, find you on social media? I am where all James Lott Juniors are sold, at James Lott Jr. on all social media platforms. It's everything. You can follow me there. And that will lead you to the seven podcasts that I do, um, the two TV shows that I do. Um, I have, you go on Amazon, or iTunes, or Spotify, or Pandora, or Google Play, iHeartRadio, you'll find all my music. I have two albums out worth of music. I'm working on my third album. Uh, just type in, again, type in James Law Jr. SoundCloud page, James Law Jr. Uh, everything's James Law Jr. And then, of course, the Super Organizer, Universe.com is my blog. All right, guys, and since I'm Lucretia Line, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-O-Y-O-N anywhere on the Internet since there is only one. Only one. See you next Tuesday. I've looked. (laughs) (laughs) I've looked. There's only one. So there's this new podcast you guys should totally be listening to. It's called Dead Inside. It's got myself, Lucretia Lyon, and Jacqueline Pissarro. And we talk about a lot of effed up stuff. That uh, you'll absolutely enjoy and laugh at, like murder. And uh, serial killers. And um, we speak with other comics, and we talk to other different types of personalities. Yeah, and personality disorders. That um, we point out in other people and in ourselves. Because we're full of it. (laughs) Yeah, so guys, Dead Inside has new episodes every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Happy anniversary, Brightsiders. Yes, I've been doing this podcast, Mrs. Brightside, for a year now. And I was actually going to save this episode for next week and talk about having kids um, with my friend Natasha Estrada this week. But I decided to save that one and put this one out because of the news about Christoph St. John that I found out early this morning. Um, And in this episode, James Lott Jr. does come back. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. And um, because it was taped last week, we don't get into that, but we do talk a lot about soaps, our love of soaps. We even have a, you know, a few phone calls about soaps. So I just thought that it was, it was a good time to uh, air this episode and it really is the anniversary. So, um, you know, if you have issues like the great Christoph St. John, as well as his son, um, who I hope they're, you know, reunited wherever they are, you guys do know that Mrs. Brightside is open to um, talking to you guys. Um, fellow Brightsiders, so I know I said that I was going to make phone calls uh, part of the show, and, and we do a little bit on this, and so I figured out how to use Skype, and I just kind of want to include you guys more. And, you know, after the news about uh, Christoph St. John, I'm like, you know what? Quit being such a pussy, Mrs. Brightside. Just um, just do it. Just set aside a time. And so every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I'm going to open up the phone lines 
and it is 310-598-2474. That is 310-598-2474. And I have those lines open, and you guys, you know, if you don't want it to be recorded, feel free. You know, I'm just here. I mean, I'm somewhat of a therapist. I mean, this is therapy, right? And um, I just don't want to see more news like what I saw with Christoph St. John. Um, and it's one of those things that what can I do? And what I can do is be there. And two, um, I've set it up where if we miss your call for whatever reason, you're welcome to leave a voicemail. We'll try to reach you. Um, just always leave us a callback contact. It could be phone, email, whatever. Well, we will get you, uh, the help you need. And I feel like, you know, not to knock the people that put out the suicide hotline number, but I I've had a lot of friends who were like, that really wasn't helpful. And I'm like, you know, it's more helpful to talk to someone who's really been there. I mean, Ted Bundy worked at the suicide hotline, guys. You know, I'm just Mrs. Brightside. And I know what it's like, because frankly, I've been in that mode for a while, too. And if I hadn't seen a deer outside my window, and like a freaking majestic sight today, I, I don't know where I'd be, you know. And I'm Mrs. Brightside, so I know I know it sucks. Uh, but yeah, know that we're here. And two, you guys do know, since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can find me anywhere on the internet at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, since there is only one. And um, those just contact me there. Do you know? And I know you know saying reach out sometimes, but um, I'm constantly looking and you know trying to see about people who want to come on here and want to talk about things. So, so I see you if I can see you, but you know, just, just, just tag me, just let me know. And, um, yeah, so I've given a few options again, three 30 Mondays, Pacific standard time. That's my little in between time. that I usually tape shows. I'm going to give to you guys at three one zero five nine eight twenty four seventy four. Just, you know, and I'll tweet out something and, you know, keep you guys posted. But yeah, so um, sorry to bring the anniversary show in on a down note, but that was the news today, guys. Uh, but yeah, why don't you enjoy the bright side of my one-year anniversary?